Iowa everywhere. From the Channel Seed Studios. Studios. Welcome to The Hook. A look behind the lines with Mike Palm and Ken Miller. Powered by Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Hook, a late Friday edition of The Hook. Get you updated on all the lines Saturday and Sunday, the very latest on all of those. My name is Ken Miller, uh, who, along with uh, Trent Condon, we talk sports uh, on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, every Monday through Friday from 11 until 1 o'clock. My partner is Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports, who on Sunday, we'll celebrate his 50th birthday. Uh, early happy birthday, Mike Palm. How are you? Thanks, Kenny. Do you remember 50? I do, uh, mm. because I celebrated in California with family. I remember mm. 60 because my son was with me, which made it all the more special. What have you got planned? I'm going to go to San Diego with the family. Nice. Uh, go to the beach tomorrow, and then we're going to go to SeaWorld Sunday, have dinner Sunday night, and then come home late because uh, the kids have school on Monday, but just a little getaway. I usually take this third weekend of the NFL off because it's my birthday weekend and mm-hmm. we go and do something. I usually just go to Southern California somewhere and do something and just try to relax and get away. I was surprised. I know we we're going to do the show a little bit earlier, but they, they threw a little surprise party for me here at Circa. Um, had had uh, about 40 or 50 people at Vegas Vicky's and nice. Some- Aches and some drinks and some karaoke for about an hour, so it was fun. <laughs> That's good. And you were able to get that many people in Vegas in the Vegas Vicky's yep. on a Friday, which is great. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. We they sort of commandeered the whole back section earlier in the day that I didn't know about, but yeah, good stuff. It was good. Well, it's obviously a busy weekend in football. Let's let's put that on the back burner for just now because we both love baseball and mm-hmm. it's football season. I get it, uh, Mike. This this last week, especially if you follow a team in the American League West. The Astros, the Rangers, and the Mariners, essentially, it's a dead heat this week uh, with, uh, what, eight games, nine games, ten games to go for all of them. And the Mariners, they play either one of those teams for the remainder of the season. So you can really say that they hold their own fate in their hands because they've got the Astros and they've got the Rangers for the remainder of the regular season. They do uh, big series in Texas with the uh, with the Rangers and Mariners this weekend to sort of set the stage of where they're they're going to be at down the road. Um, you know, the thing is, one one team's probably going to might get left out depending on what your Blue Jays do. Right. So, I mean, Tampa Bay's got a wild card locked in, and then those those teams are separated basically by a game mm-hmm. with Houston and Toronto being a half game ahead of Texas and Seattle going into tonight. So, and in the national league too, I mean, you know, the, the, the Cubs, I think they got to sweep the Rockies this weekend. I agree. They're getting some help. I mean, as we speak, Arizona's losing in New York, uh, you know, Miami's getting beat Miami. That was the game they were giving up. You know, they didn't have a pitcher. They were going to let Burns beat mm. them tonight. It looked like, and we'll see how that comes back the rest of the way. But you know, I would have said two weeks ago the Cubs were pretty securely going to be in as the second wild card, and now they're going to have to fight down the stretch here to make it. I hope they do. 
we might be out there the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, wild card week. If Illinois opens up for us October 5th, which is what we're targeting. Oh, right okay. Now. So it slipped back. So, but either way, you know, the, the Brewers are going to be in a wild card series because yeah. they're going to be the three seeds. So you might have the Cubs and Brewers in separate series or playing each other while we're out there that week. And, you know, Waukegan only, you know, 20 minutes from the Wisconsin mm-hmm. border. Mm-hmm. Well, you make, uh, make your way back. Uh, I know Northwestern and I were going to play at Wrigley Field. Is that no. on your tentative agenda? Tentative, Ken, tentative. Yeah. I have to see and what other travel we need to do. And there might be a Kentucky trip in there. And, mm. you know, it's football season. And so it's really busy. But uh, I've got that circle to see if we can make it work. Um, when, it, when it comes to futures uh, with, with the World Series, um, where, where is there a team that you're not rooting for at Circa? You know, our big liability was to the Padres. Mm. And... Um, you know, they got a hill to climb. and they, But the thing is teams. You got to get it over three teams. I mean, they won seven in a row very late. I know teams aren't going to want to face them if they should happen to get in mm-hmm. because, I mean, Snell is almost unhittable at this point. Uh, and, and, you know, they're they're eking all these games. All these games they blew all year long, these one-run games, they're suddenly winning them all the last week. Yeah. Um, and it's just a shame that it comes you know, almost too late. Yeah, it really does. I know you've got a relationship with the Padres. Have they uh, approached you for 2024? No, not yet. The pitch won't come till probably December, mm-hmm. uh, late November, December. Um, I know Derek's been down there a couple times in the last month, just trying to talk through ideas that he has that he wants to discuss when they have their meeting. Some, uh, you know, to do some off-season events, maybe with their announcers. Uh, have a night here at Circa, dinner with them at Barry's, stuff like that. Well, that'd that be nice. Can promote. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, Barry's very, very true. It's a great steakhouse. Uh, that mm-hmm. Andiamo at the D, you can't beat the, you can't uh, beat those two uh, if you're staying downtown in Fremont. And we certainly encourage you to do that at uh, either the D, Circa, or at the Golden Gate if you really want to go old school. It's right across the street uh, from Circa. Speaking of right across the street from Circa, you too showed up last weekend. Uh, and played an impromptu, I guess they were, what, recording one of their uh, video or something? Yeah. Um, but do, did you have any advance notice that that was happening? About three hours. And they brought That's a flat, flatbread down Main Street at uh, 11 o'clock on Saturday night. And they wanted to tape uh, scenes from their new video in front of the Circle Bar at the Plaza, actually. So it was shot yeah. looking towards the Plaza with that as the background. But, of course, we got a lot of shots with them obviously being right at the doorstep under circus some terrific video as well. Yeah. Uh, did you stick around or no? I didn't know. I'd already gone home. I left oh, that okay. night about seven 45 and then here come the text at, you know, nine o'clock, you two's coming. You know? <laughs> yeah, two's coming. That's quite a text. Uh, real quick football in a second. Uh, NHL training camp. I mean, preseason yeah. games are about to start. Do you have any futures? I don't Kenny. No um, interest this year. You can't zero in on anybody. I haven't had enough time, so it's probably it's probably not. I'm not going to probably bet any futures till we're a couple of weeks into the season, unless I spot something in in, in the, you know in their in their preseason games. But I really don't follow them that closely. Yeah. So it's it's just I you know I did a lot of work in August last year, mm-hmm. uh, and I just didn't get to put the work in, so I don't have anything. Well, Illinois and Kentucky probably have uh, the two states that you're about to expand into uh, take up a lot of your hours, no doubt about it. Uh, look at the Los Angeles Kings if you get a chance. I, I got a feeling about this Kings team. Anyways, let's get to football. Uh, just a, as bad as last week was, at least on paper, and it turned out to be pretty good, and they always do. Uh, this week has so many marquee games, including your alma mater, Notre Dame, will take on Ohio State. That's a night game, 630 uh, in the central time zone. 
start with that one. Because it's Notre Dame and because it's Ohio State, will that game do the biggest right? Or does the Dion factor, Colorado going up against an unbeaten Oregon, which game will uh, which which game will do more business in Las Vegas for Circa? You know, I don't know if I can say definitively, but if I had a bet, I think it's still Colorado, Oregon. Really? It depends, too, on how the betters are doing during the course of the day because Notre Dame and Ohio State's later mm-hmm. and more in the prime time spot. And, I mean, a top 10 matchup, you would say, is an easy choice to have the biggest ride yeah. of the day. But this this Colorado team just sort of transcends, and now everybody's going to see when they go on the road, can they hang with the team? I mean, they're a three-touchdown underdog. That's a huge number. So we'll see. But what a great slate of college football. I'm not going to get to see much of it. I'll be down in San Diego. But, I mean, you kick off with Florida State at Clemson to open mm-hmm. the day, and you know, it just keeps getting better from there. What are you seeing on Florida State Clemson, the early window? Clemson. Clemson is that Clemson. right? I think we're down to one. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of sharps on Clemson. Uh, public still a little bit Florida State, although they were disappointing last weekend. Uh, I'll tell you, going into last week, I was probably ready to lay three with Florida State on the road. I'm on the opposite side here. I'm waiting to pull the trigger on Clemson. Um, it might get to a pick, and if it does, then I'll play it. It might still play it at one before I leave town or not, but uh, I think Florida State, while Norvell has made this nice turnaround and they've got a mm-hmm. good quarterback, they may be as a talented a team as Clemson. You still, it's been a long time since they played in a big national game, and going into Death Valley is is a different animal. Is it easier to do so first thing in the morning as opposed Surely. to early at night? Really, it is. The Clemson people are irate that at least they didn't get a 3.30 game, that they're yeah. getting a noon game. They would hope they had gotten a, an 8 p.m. game. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. There's something about the entrance when the Tigers run onto the field. Um, it's, it's just such a great you know, run through the stands and down the hill. I kind of compare it to Wisconsin, though. You know, you have almost no shot to beat Wisconsin at night at Camp Randall. But if yeah. you get them, Iowa, you know, Iowa goes up there on an 11 a.m. kick game. You got a shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a huge game when it comes to the West. By the way, Wisconsin, who I didn't know what to think of. They are putting it to Purdue here tonight. Let me tell you something about what all this tells me is how good Washington State is. Yeah. Washington State beat Wisconsin full they control did. of the game. They decimated Colorado State, who should have beaten Colorado. This Washington State team's awfully good. And I took them plus the three. I really believe they'll beat Oregon State on the Palouse tomorrow. Yeah, home game, and you're getting yep. you're grabbing points at yep. home, grabbing a field goal. You're right. Uh, Cam Ward's having a terrific season for Washington State. Love their quarterback. Uh, we'll see. Uh, let's do Ohio State, Notre Dame. What, uh, from a betting perspective, where's the money coming? Two sides, both ways. Okay. We're, we're, I look the last I looked, we're like it's like a six thousand dollar decision that we need Notre Dame. But I mean that that could change tomorrow. I don't think the, the number is going to come off three. I worried it would come off three. I laid three earlier in the week. I think the number's short. Notre Dame never beats Ohio State. They just yeah. never beat them. Um, they played well last year. You know, kept the game close. They lost that Fiesta Bowl to them. They lost in '96. Mm-hmm. I, I just you know they have the offense. But can their defense slow down Ohio State? And I don't know how good the Ohio State quarterback is because the level of competition hasn't been great. But, you know, they always have such skill at the wide receiver yeah. position, the running back position, and they're just yeah. – they're really good. I mean, I think Notre Dame needs a few things to fall for them. I think they probably got to win the turnover battle. they got to be real good on third down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they can't get behind in the game. Um, they could beat Ohio State. I just think three is a short number. When are you ever going to get to lay three with Ohio State? Not too often. Yeah, great, great point. I just don't know about the quarterback, and that's what no. uh, I'll be uh, tuning in no. for that. How about Iowa State, Oklahoma State? Now, your game opened at two and a half. I think you guys are at three and a half right now. Yep. Are you seeing some Iowa State money? We are. We are. Mm-hmm. Um, and last week we saw Ohio money. That, num- that number went down. I think it went one and a half by the time the game kicked. Um, but Oklahoma State's bad. And yeah. I throw out the win against Arizona State. They're terrible. They don't have a quarterback. They're trying to play three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. South Alabama, who I wish I would have used in the contest. I used Kansas minus 28 against Nevada, and that was my lone loss on the college side. But I, I couldn't – I was debating between that and South Alabama. I thought a full touchdown, they could keep the game close. They dominated in Stillwater. I think Iowa State should probably get things straightened out this week. Um you know, they've got to get more production out of the quarterback, but it, it's hard because they can't run the ball. That's just you, it. They're second and 12 every series, yeah. you know? They don't even go – not forward. They go back with the running It's game. the offensive line. They, yeah. they can't run block to save no. their lives. No. They brought in a guy by the name of Ryan Clanton from UNI who put two guys in the pro pennings with uh, with the Saints and Brown with the Bills. They're both good players, but I think I could have coached them and they would have been yeah. in the NFL. Uh, Ryan Clanton, to me, has, uh, has been uh, a disappointment. They love him. They love all their coaches. They wear their huh. put on the Iowa State gear. That's their guy. Hey, help me out with this one. Maryland and Michigan State. Michigan State's circling the drain. I love Maryland tomorrow, Mike. Yeah, so does Chris Williams. Um, Does he? This could be a real route. This could be a real – I mean, Michigan State can't cover anybody. And Maryland can throw the football. I mean, you're right. There's a lot of turmoil up there. Obviously, the Toll Tucker situation, everybody's Mm -hmm. taking sides. Um, You know, their win total was 5.5, and and they were 2-0. And and I said, I don't think they can get to 5.5. You know, they won the games they were supposed to, but – they're a bottom tier team. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, you hate the seven and a half, you know, That's but true. But if Maryland won by 17 or 21, I don't think anybody'd be shocked. No, and I and that that's how I see it actually. Last thing on college before we move over to the pro game, uh, obviously Penn State and Iowa, it's uh, it's more than two touchdowns. I think fourteen and a half last time I checked at circa. That's where the number is. Uh, are you seeing two way action on this game? Are you surprised the number's this big? under we're seeing under i mean we dropped two points i agree with that i played it under 40 it's down to 38 and a half i mean i don't know that penn state's going to get to you know get to 28 or 27 you know because against illinois they were gifted so many points with the turnovers they really didn't drive the ball up and down the field against illinois and Mm -hmm. i'm not impressed with that illinois defense kansas did whatever they wanted on that friday night game against illinois so I think the mobility, I mean, the, the, when you can't have a quarterback that can't move around, it makes mm-hmm. them so one-dimensional. And I don't think you can just line up and run off tackle against Penn State, which Iowa can do against a lot of teams, but I don't think you can do that in a whiteout in Happy Valley. Well, and especially when you've got your, um, what, your fourth and fifth string running backs going to be on the field tomorrow. So we'll see. Uh, I was a little bit banged up in the running back position. Let's go to the NFL, Mike. Uh, let's uh, Back to last night, San Francisco and Brock Purdy. Um, and the beat goes on for those Niners. I'm guessing it was a bad result for the book last night. The better terrible, possible. terrible, terrible, terrible. We lost, 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 lost. It was a horrible land on six last Thursday with the Eagles Vikings. And this was almost as bad, but only because it was all one sided action on the 49ers. So, mm. you know, the Giants had a couple chances to cover the game and they, you know, they could never get San Francisco off the field on third down. And yeah. uh, all they can do is, is blitz. That's all Martindale does. And, you know, 
San Francisco took advantage of it on the two touchdown passes. You know, they they got the birdie was able to get the ball out on time against the blitz and just sort of throw it to an area. And the guy was there to catch it. Yep. You know? And, uh, you know, the Giants squat on those routes because they think the quarterback won't have time to get the ball out. And when he can, they get beat, you know, but I, I don't know that they have much other choice either. And you got to defend that running game. So, I mean, this is 13 straight regular season wins for San Francisco. You forget about that because of the injury and the blowout against Philadelphia. But, I mean, this team has been dominant. They don't miss a beat. They're good. They're the, they're the best roster in the NFL. I agree uh, with you. Top yeah. to bottom. I yeah. think that's clear. Yeah, I, I thought it was the Eagles, but I yeah. do believe now. Eagles lost them. You, you kept saying that uh, when we were talking during the summer month about the coordinators. Yeah. I think that's coming home to roost. They lost seven starters, five on the defensive side, and both coordinators. You can't expect that they won't miss a beat. Now, can they overcome it at the end of the year? Maybe. But right now, and then, I mean, and and then Diggs goes down for the Cowboys. I mean, it looks like San Francisco's in the driver's seat. They're probably going to have a home field in the NFC. I don't know how Dallas goes there and wins in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, It'll be real tough. Philadelphia might be there at the end of the day, but I think we've answered the question, who's the third team in the NFC? It's pretty yes. close to the Cowboys so far, right? Yeah, absolutely. What about the AFC? If you had to, if somebody asked you the best team in the AFC, could you name it? I have to say Kansas City. I mean, they're the defending champs. I would have told you Cleveland Yeah. But before Chubb got hurt. I have a hard time saying Miami because I, I, they've played two close games they could have lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still have the the, you know, Questions about two and his durability in that, yeah. but certainly the the conference sort of gets turned upside down with the Burrow injury and and them being zero and two. Baltimore has been more impressive than I thought, and I I think I just we don't give John Harbaugh enough credit as a coach. Mm-hmm. This guy is a really top top coach. I mean, even when he has, you know, he's had years where he had everybody hurt and he, they're competitive in games. He gets them to the playoffs, even in the bad years. They're dominant in the regular season when they're healthy. I know they haven't had playoff success with Lamar, but to go into Cincinnati, miss a field goal, which they never do, give up a punt return touchdown, which they never do, and still win that game and score really. I mean, it was three, but they were ahead 10 most of the game. Um, was impressive to me. So I think they now are in the driver's seat in the north. Let's uh, let's stay um, uh, in the, with the regional teams. Let's start with the Vikings. Vikings Chargers. Yeah. Uh, both teams zero and two. Uh, a huge game, obviously. You can't go zero and three and make the playoffs. What uh, what are you seeing? Uh, we're seeing Chargers money, but you know they're a big disappointment. I think the guy loses his job if they go zero and three. I thought they're he should have last week. Yeah, I think they're probably he's probably playing. But the Vikings defense is no better. They're still awful. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't get Tampa Bay off the field at home to win that game. I mean, they let them have long 10, 12 play drives in the second half. You know, it's not Cousins' fault. I really don't think it's Cousins' fault. I don't blame yeah. him. They didn't get any better defensively, and they clearly made a terrible decision letting Dalvin Cook go. I mean, they clearly made, and they know it now. And they and you know, they're, they're bringing in Acres and all this, but clearly they made a horrible decision. Yeah, I don't think Cam Akers can be ready to play. We'll see. No. Um, so let's go to Green Bay. They're, they're going to host New Orleans. What did we? Is Atlanta better than maybe we thought? Well, I think Green Bay's my biz- biggest enigma right now. I'm not sure how good they are. Okay. If you look at the stats on that game, Atlanta really dominated the game. How about this, Kenny? On non-scoring drives, Green Bay had one first down the whole game on non-scoring drives. So I think Atlanta is better. They don't make Ritter do anything, but they're so talented with the tight end and the both backs backs catch the ball and make you miss. Mm -hmm. They're going to win a lot of games playing conservatively, running the football, completing short passes, not turning the ball over. 
I mean, the NFC South, like every team has the same formula, but Atlanta's probably going to be the best at it. They're not, they don't struggle to go to New Orleans because they play in a dome already. So there's no big home field advantage for New Orleans there. And I I mean, Carr's been really disappointing to me. They're two and oh, but Carr is just, he's terrible in the red zone. I just, I look at that. They should have beaten Carolina by two or three touchdowns and, and they didn't even cover it. Ended up being a push. Terrible. Yeah, with the struggle. That's right. All right. The yeah. other two regional Kansas City uh, hosting the Bears. Uh, you are absolutely right on in the Bears <laughs> there. I mean, you, you could spend that money that you've got invested because I think you're going to cash everything you've got. Uh, here come the Chiefs. They're up next. And Chiefs are what, 12 and a half eight point favorites yeah. at your place? Yeah. And people, even though they're the Christmas game with the Raiders, I think people are using them this week. Are they? The Bears. Even though there's other big favorites just because it's such a free square, they think. Mm-hmm. The Bears are in shambles. The defensive coordinator resigned. Who knows? I mean, stories here and there, but yep. nothing really has come out concrete yet. But um, like this feels how can I asked Mike Pritchett today on the Lombardi line? I mean, if you had a quarterback that sat there five and twenty-two and sat there at a press conference and said, "Yeah, I guess it's the coaching. They're giving me yep. too much info. F it. I just want to be me. I got to be." Yep. He said, There's no credibility. There's no leadership. He's yep. lost the locker room. You know, they they can't do anything with him. They obviously don't trust them. I mean, they're throwing screen passes off their own goal line with down three points with two and a half minutes to go. Three in a row screen pass. I mean, it's a whole mess there. But I thought at least I got that one right. I said, how could this team win five more games? The lines still suck on both sides and the quarterback's not accurate. I mean, they're a bad team. They are a bad team. So to to me, I mean, who's the bigger train wreck? I, I guess it's the Bears. I think Iowa State is actually very disappointing this year. Very, very disappointing. See, I'm not disappointed because I thought they were going to be this way. In fact, I last year you thought that you thought they'd go to Ohio and score seven points against a MAC team. What I said, what I said back in November, looking at this roster, what I thought yep. it was going to be like this year, that they yep. were headed back down to the bottom of the Big Twelve again. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. that that's where they're headed. Uh, it's it's awful for business radio wise. I hope I'm dead wrong that they can turn it around. They just turn up. They just turn the radio off. They'll wait for basketball season. It's yeah, a that's what they're waiting for. Watch. If they only want to hear good news, good news or no news. Well, well, maybe when their coach can beat up a little handicapped fan that said you're on the hot seat, that'll that'll inspire. I got eight eight people texted me about my Matt Campbell comments on Miller and Condon this morning. I had eight people texted me. Everybody, everybody is just outraged. They, um, they, they, they love their, they love their Cyclones, Mike. Oh, they love. Until they're gone, and then they, um, you know. Well, they still don't. They still love Johnny Orr. Yeah, well, they, they got a statue and 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 a uh, a room named after him at uh, at Hilton. Um, <laughs> do you like it? Do you like an NFL game more than, than I hate the it. others? You know, I only used one game in the contest this week. I've been using the formula four college three pro. Yeah. I what went six use? college and one pro. I used the Colts. I think the Colts. You did. I think this is a letdown spot for Baltimore. You know, Minshew is a is a very serviceable yeah. quarterback. That team's got a good offensive line. They had a bad year last year. They could have been, I think they could have beaten uh, Jacksonville week one. They dominated Houston on the road week two. Eight's a lot of points with the Colts. I think mm-hmm. they keep the game close at Baltimore. That's the only NFL play I could come up with. I looked at it over and over and over again. I just, I just really, it was tough to find a play this week. I love Cleveland. Uh, that might be my best bet of the yeah. week. I like three and a half. Rounds. We'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, for Survivor, we use Baltimore. I'm scared yeah. to death. I, yeah. I don't like that pick. We used the Jacksonville Jaguars against Houston. Yeah, I think that Jacksonville was probably the choice. Um, San Francisco was a little bit of a sneaky choice on Thursday night, mm-hmm. but you have them next week against Arizona too. 
Right. And this and this is a week of big favorites. I mean, there are choices here that with teams that are seven plus point favorites. So I I, I hope you get through, Kenny, because it's, it continues to be interesting. And the longer you can go into this thing, I uh, just we, we just love it. Absolutely. Mike, happy birthday. Enjoy San Thank Diego you. with you and your family. Uh, best of luck to your alma mater tomorrow, taking on the Buckeyes. That's going to be a terrific football game. Uh, and we will uh, talk next week. That's Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. I'm Ken Miller from Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Thank you to Aiden Wyatt. Thank you for watching The Hook. It's brought to you by Circa. We'll see you next week. Enjoy all the football. Have a great week. Everybody. Iowa everywhere.